Fun Factory.com has partnered with Locker Room Talk and Shots. So when you use my special code, SELS20, you get 20% off your Fun Factory purchase. Just head to us.funfactory.com and use my code, SELS20, at checkout for 20% off sex toys, lube, massage oils, and more. Cheers. <laughs> Do the sex. Hi, this is Annette Benedetti, your hostess for Locker Room Talk and Shots, the podcast that likes to think of itself as the queer NPR of raunchy women's sex talk. You are about to sit in on the kind of conversations women have on their girls' nights out or behind closed doors while enjoying delicious drinks and dishing about sex. Think fun, honest, and feminist as fuck, and always with the goal of fighting the patriarchy one orgasm at a time. Welcome to the locker room. <laughs> Ring loop. Today's locker room talking shots topic by listener request is small penis humiliation. S P H. That's how they messaged it to me. I had to look it up. I was like, what, what is S P H? It makes sense. Uh, so. We have gone over cock and ball torture with my guest today. We've gone over the humiliation kink with my guest today. So it only made sense that as soon as this request came across my computer, I would reach out to her and say, hey, can we address small penis humiliation? If you watch any porn or even TV show now on TV shows I I want to say Euphoria there was an example on that show of somebody wanting to be humiliated and I think it was small penis humiliation but it's kind of mainstream it's so common but interestingly enough when I went out there to really find comprehensive information about small penis humiliation like it wasn't being widely written about. So um, I have Lisa Finn from uh, Babeland and Sister Store Good Vibes here today to talk us through small penis humiliation. Uh, Lisa, will you go ahead and give everybody the rundown on who you are and what you do? Yes. Uh, hi, everybody. My name is Lisa Finn, and I am a sex educator with Babeland and Good Vibes. Uh, I have been with Babeland since 2016, so I've been doing this for a minute for sure. Um, I absolutely love talking about kink, uh, helping people sort of find their kinky side. I think that everyone has one. Um, and I am also a sex toy expert. Uh, so if you check out Babeland, you'll see lots of my tips and tricks there. Right. And so she is going to walk us through what small penis humiliation is. Uh, I, I, I think we're going to be able to address all the common comments that come up from people around it because I think it can be confusing, uh, especially to women and vulva owners who have been taught like making fun of someone's penis size is like a shitty, shitty, shitty thing to do akin to body shaming. Um, so we're mm. going to address all of that and then how to do it, because it is something that's requested often from people with, well, we'll get to the size of penis that gets shamed. 
but before we move on, I want to remind you that I am now doing Masturbation Mondays. It's a very short mini-sode I'm putting out every Monday that goes over my newly established pleasure practice, the toys I'm using, the fantasies I'm summoning, why I'm doing this. Um, so if you are curious or you're also trying to create your own self-pleasure practice, please join me for that. Um, and we'll all start having orgasms together. That's the goal. Mm. Um, but let's go ahead and raise our glasses. I am ready to talk about uh, small penis humiliation. Cheers. Slantra. All right. Let's just dive in. What, what is small penis humiliation? It is one of the kinks that is exactly what it sounds like. So it is the verbal erotic humiliation of someone's penis of someone's genitals, uh, where a dominant is usually the one uh, consensually degrading a submissive's penis, specifically talking about the size. Um, so very specifically calling them small or tiny. Uh, there's a lot of shame and stigma around having a small penis, and that feeds directly into toxic masculinity. So SPH gives the opportunity to not only explore, but actually challenge that. So the average penis size erect for Americans is actually around five inches. Uh, but we have all these unrealistic standards that we get from mainstream media, porn, et cetera, that make people with average and even above average penises feel like that perfectly normal size is inadequate somehow. Um, and with that, most people that participate in small penis humiliation don't actually have a small penis as compared to a national average. It's a part of a fantasy. Uh, the humiliation is not coming from a point of actually talking about their size, but challenging them, humiliating them on something that is such a taboo topic. I love that you bring up, well, two things, the size and then challenging toxic masculinity because it seems almost to be the opposite, but it in actuality is not. And I think people think, and there was a lot of misinformation out there that was, oh, it's only people who have micro penises who want mm -hmm. this. And that is not the case. It is people who have typically average size penises. And I would venture to say that sometimes even people on the bigger size want their penis humiliated in this way. Yeah. It's more about the humiliation, right? Yeah, I absolutely. And the, the thing about folks that do have micro penises or smaller than average penises participating in this is that it can actually be a form of empowering them. It can be a form of taking control over an insecurity if they are actually, you know, insecure about their penis size. Uh, you know, Someone with a micro penis can absolutely love the size of their penis. Uh, partners can absolutely love the size of that penis. Again, it's that idea of unrealistic standards. So this could just be a way of playing with that taboo, whether or not it relates to your actual size. Yeah, I love that. Uh, yeah, a micro penis could be very pleasurable for people who like to grind, for uh, women and vulva owners who experience pain 
mm-hmm. with deep penetration. I mean, I don't know. As a woman who likes to grind with other women, I'm like small penis grinding could be super fun. In my opinion, it's not something I've gotten yeah. to do. I, I've never been with someone with a micro penis, but um, I've been with someone with a very large clit. That was fun. Um, I'm going to ask the question and we've already addressed it in our other podcast episodes, but I think obviously we want to address it here. People are going to ask the question, why would somebody want this humiliation? What's the, do they have a problem? Do they have an issue? And we have said, you have said before, you can have a kink for absolutely no other reason than you're just kink. It's a kink just is. And yeah. digging into the psychology behind it and mental health stuff behind it is is not necessary. But maybe you could throw out some reasons why people have this kink and what they get out of it. First, like the person being shamed, what do why do they have it and what do they get out of it? Yeah. Uh, so, like I just mentioned, it could be taking uh, taking control over an insecurity. Um, you know, sort of having that be something that you are taking that taboo or that shame or whatever it is and making it into something positive through an erotic experience, even if that eroticism is through belittling, is through condescension, humiliation, degradation, whatever it is. Um, But a lot of this has to do directly with power dynamics. It's about giving up control to a dom. It's about getting aroused by being vulnerable. Um, with small penis humiliation in particular, you know, playing with emasculation. Um, all of these things are, are reminiscent of that DS dynamic, but taken to a space where it's a little bit more focused on the mental and emotional. Now, of course, that could have come from an experience in our past. Um, you know, we can absolutely go forward with any of this and, you know, see where it happened at, at another time in our life, maybe something that happened when we were younger. But it could just be something as simple as being really turned on by someone that is in a, in a very intense position of power over you, where, you know, this is being eroticized, where this is arousing. I get I get that as the person who would like to do the uh, small penis shaming. Like I think I can under So let's talk about let's talk about the penis shamer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cuz I'm like I think this I've said to you before in our podcast on cock and ball torture. There was this moment when you brought up just threatening a penis and I'm like, "Oh my god. I want to threaten a penis." And I had never thought about it before. Um, I wasn't joking, although it may have sounded like I was. So let's talk a little bit about the penis shamer and what they get out of it. Mm -hmm. So absolutely, this could be something that, uh, you know, is being done for the partner, for sure. Um, But for a dominant doing any sort of humiliation kink, but particularly small penis humiliation it could be a way of empowering themselves over that toxic masculinity. Um, You know, I I am not above the fact that before I really understood the concept of body shaming, I absolutely would see someone with like a decked out car that was ridiculous revving their motor and just be like, well, that person has a small penis. I know better now, but it's part of that, you know, when we, sort of take that into something that that we're holding against someone. Uh, that mm-hmm. could be a really powerful thing to do, especially if we're doing it as a part of challenging that masculinity, uh, which for some people can be really hot, especially when it's consensual and the person understands 
what this dynamic is and they're a part of it as well. Like I'm clearly excited by the idea. I, I am ready to shame some penises. I don't care what size it is. You can bring me a 10 footer and I'm going to make fun of it. If that's, if that's what you want consensually yeah. only. Um, so let's move into, well, first of all, I was going to just like, let's move into to how to do it. But for, let's say a partner, uh, especially a partner with a vulva, your partner comes to you and they're like, Hey, I'd like you to do this thing or starts hinting at it. And it takes you back for a second. And you don't know, like, how do I say this to someone I love? And can you give just some tips to overcoming the roadblocks, the mental roadblocks to being willing to do that for a partner as a relationship enhancing thing? This is tricky. Because with humiliation, a lot of times it's going to come from a request of the sub um, rather than a, a request of the dom. But it really depends on what the dynamic is. You know, if if you're going to see a, a professional dom and their whole thing is that, you know, they're very much so like mean and aggressive and whatever it is, that could be on the table and they could ask if you're okay with that. But if this is a, we've never done any sort of humiliation kink before, my dom has never said, or my partner has never said that they're interested in a humiliation kink, jumping to something that could be so personal and so intense uh, could be a lot. So talking about humiliation overall first and getting a general idea of, I'm into this, is this something that you would want to explore? Um, okay, what are the things that are okay to talk about? How intense are we willing to go? Can I talk about your body? Can I talk about your genitals? I don't, you know, whether or not you think that they have a small penis, you can also go ahead and say that, you know, uh, but be like the idea of saying it is something that's hot to me. Because if that is a point of insecurity, for your partner. You don't want them to think that the reason why you're bringing it up is because you actually want to make fun of their penis because of just how you feel about it rather than as part of the kink. Then the opposite of someone, if your partner's bringing it up to you, Mm -hmm. it's sort of kind of the same conversation, correct? Yep. Just the, the starting off with humiliation overall, Um, And taking it from there, getting into specifics, having this conversation beforehand, Uh, fill out a yes, no, maybe list and pop that on there. It could be a really good way to sort of facilitate it in with a bunch of other stuff. Um, I find that a yes, no, maybe list is a really good way to put specific kinks that may not come up in conversation organically or that you're not prepared to just say outright. Uh, Maybe the conversation never gets to a point where it feels like there's a segue to talk about the specific thing. So filling out a yes, no, maybe list is a very good way to do so. Uh, We actually have one on the website. Um, It is very basic, but you can always add your own. So it's babeland.com backslash yes, no, maybe. Easy peasy. Um, So taking that moment to sort of step into it uh, rather than diving right in. Again, unless that dynamic is already established and this makes sense for where you're at with humiliation play or with what your DS dynamic already is. Now, let's let's get started. <laughs> How yeah. does one humiliate a penis? Uh, like what? Yeah, I mean, for people who haven't 
don't watch porn or who haven't come across it, what would that look like engaging in the small penis humiliation kink? Yeah. So there are a couple of ways that you could do it. Um, one could just be simply talking about their size. Um, it doesn't even necessarily have to be that you were straight up insulting them by saying something about it. Other than that, it's small. Mm-hmm. It could just be you saying you have such a tiny dick. Look at how small it is. It's so, it looks like, you know, it, it looks like a thumb saying something that is just very much so basic. We're just talking about the size. Or it could be something about how you can use it. So um, how do you expect to please me with that tiny little thing? I can't feel you at all. Are you even inside me right now? Um, You can make it about taking control over what they can or can't do. Uh, Making someone wear a strap-on over their cock, um, whether or not that strap-on is bigger than them. And making it, oh, you can't please me with your dick. So I need you to put this on instead. Um, Maybe watching them touch themselves and berating them or condescending them for that. So something like, stop touching yourself like that's a real penis. Use your tiny fingers. Touch your tiny dick with your tiny little fingers. Um, Something that is very much so targeted in a way that, you know, we're, we're playing with other pieces of it. I'm telling you how to touch yourself. I'm telling you that you can't specifically do something, but it's all integrated back into the, because you have a small dick. That's what the sort of connecting factor is, is that whatever this command is, it's because you have a small dick, whether or not the two things are related. Wow. Yeah. That was just a great little (laughs) one-on-one on how to, how to, yeah, that sounds, that actually sounds pretty. Anyone fun. listening? Uh, I will drop my Venmo handle. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, people pay for that. I love that. I love that. We are going to refer you back to our humiliation podcast. This kink falls under the humiliation kink, and there's a lot to it. And so we're not going to repeat all of the stuff that we did in the humiliation podcast. You're going to need to scroll back, dive into that podcast. Um, So consent, we're doing the whole consent piece up front. Mm -hmm. And and so before you want to try any of these things like comparing uh, to a dildo or having them strap it on, those are things you've got to like clear up front. Um. And then all the way through, right? At least at the beginning, you're going to want to check in, use your dirty talking, another podcast that we will have for you, uh, your new dirty talking skills to check in throughout, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, um, I've said this in all of our uh, sort of verbal kink based podcast is that even though it's just words, you still need a safe word. You still need to have that negotiation ahead of time, especially with something like humiliation, uh, especially with something like small penis humiliation. Um, Because maybe part of this kink for you is that you're going to cower, is that you're not going to speak up, is that maybe you want to cry. You know, Maybe this is all part of the kink and those things would be a red flag elsewhere. So you want to have that opportunity to have something that even if you're like, no, don't say that. I, I have a big penis. That's part of the play rather than 
no, don't say that. So you want to make sure that you have a safe word in play so that if you're trying to say, no, don't say that, and it's not part of the scene, it is conveyed through that single safe word, um, you know, and, and taking those safe words seriously, even, even in a moment of degradation, even in a moment of telling someone that they can't handle something that always needs to be respected. We'll be right back. My code SELS20 is your key to kicking off the sexiest new year ever had when you use it at funfactory.com. Enjoy 20% off Fun Factory's luxury products, including vibrators, cock rings, lube, and more when you use my code SELS20. Check out the Vim vibrating wand. Yes, the one featured on this podcast thumbnail. Grab the nose vibrating cock ring and experience more simultaneous orgasms in 2024. And don't forget to check out their rabbit style vibes. I'm talking about the lady by for toe curling blended O's all year long. Just fill your cart and use code SELS20 at checkout and enjoy 20% off when you shop funfactory.com. Cheers. How does this combine with, if it does, um, male chastity using a cock cage? Is that, yeah. do these two come together at all? Absolutely. Um, so, you know, uh, you can always integrate the idea of talking about size in this, but what you're doing with male chastity, um, what you're doing maybe with uh, having your partner be a cuck, all of these things are, you can't use your dick. And if we wanted to make it into SPH, you can't use your dick because it's too small for me. You can't use your dick because it's too tiny to get up. Even if they can, you know, if they can get an erection, they won't be able to in that chastity device. So it plays into that role play. Well, and you can make fun of them for needing a small chastity device. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I had yeah. to get the smallest one or I had to, right? Uh, exactly. Can we talk a little bit about cuck holding? You brought it up and I was going to ask quickly define cuck holding. I do have a whole pod podcast on that and then how it would play into cuck holding. And also, does not have to. It can just be set on its own, but it can play into cuck holding, correct? Yes. Um, so this is uh, very specifically uh, for uh, partners with a penis, uh, very often for partners with a penis that have a partner with a vulva. Um, so the idea is, is that the cuck would watch as their partner gets fucked by someone uh, someone else, usually someone else with a penis. Um, and maybe they touch themselves on the side, maybe they're in, in chastity, but the idea is, is that they cannot participate. They just have to sit there and watch their partner get fucked by somebody else. Right. And so what, how would you tie that into small penis humiliation? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, maybe making it a point that the reason why they're having somebody else fuck them is because that person has a bigger penis than the cuck. Uh, maybe because they're saying that the cuck can't satisfy them enough. And that's why they needed to bring in another person. Uh, maybe the cuck can't play because he can't compare to the person that's fucking them. There are so many ways that you can bring this into play. Um, even if, you know, if it's been something that they want the other person um, to go ahead and uh, the bull, whoever it is, to go ahead and say something. Maybe the two of them can laugh at 
the cuck touching themselves. Uh, maybe they can go ahead and point out how small it is as they play, stare at them, make them feel vulnerable. It's just really a matter of integrating that language where size is the focus. So you can tie this into other kinks if you have them. You can do it on its own. Um what else? Have I missed any crucial questions for small penis humility? Oh, aftercare. Aftercare. We definitely need to talk about that. What are some specific aftercare techniques for people on both ends, both the person receiving the SPH and the person giving? A lot of times the aftercare for a scene like this, for any sort of humiliation play, is going to be getting back to that baseline through communication, through talking to one another, um, whether it's reassurance, whether it's taking some time to come back into yourself, uh, checking in with your partner, asking how it was, um, seeing what they need in that moment. Uh, maybe the person that is the dom needs to take that moment to tell their partner like, hey, I really care about you. I just want to check that that was okay, that I didn't say anything that was too intense. Um, and for the submissive, if they need to check in and say like, but I do actually please you in bed, right? Or whatever it is that they need to hear to be reassured if they want to be reassured. If this is a fetish thing, Someone may not ever want to hear anything besides that they are a tiny little penis boy. Um, so having that negotiation, having that conversation um, to to see what you need to get back to where you are. But as soon as soon as that aftercare starts, the scene is over. This is no longer you playing into it, not not even dabbling a little bit. This has ended. You are speaking realistically from your dynamic that you have day to day, your so-called uh, air quotes here, vanilla dynamic. Yeah, it's, it's important to know those boundaries and to know that you don't just get to like randomly throw out phrases from this kink when you're walking, you know, your Less partner pisses. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like your partner pisses you off. You don't get to call them a tiny penis boy while you're having an argument like that's. That's not what's Unless happening. You have a total power exchange thing, which requires a lot, a lot of negotiation. So if if you're not sure if that's a thing, it's not. Yeah. It requires a lot of negotiation to get there. Right, right. So for our listeners and to my listener who made the request, I hope that this fulfills your request for information. Um, but let's give them like, you want to start tonight. You want your penis humiliated. You want to humiliate a penis tonight. Uh, what does that look like? What are? Let's give them their starter package. Yeah. So um, starting off, if you've never done humiliation play before, having that be the thing that facilitates the conversation, uh, ask your dom what you, what you would like them to say. So asking them, hey, do you think I have a tiny little penis? Uh, if that's what you want to hear. Um, as a dom, if you are the person that's requesting to say this, ask how they feel about humiliation, ask how they feel about body humiliation, because again, this could be a very, very heavy insecurity and you don't want to dive in, especially if it's not something that you have ever spoken about before. So take your time, segue in, 
and then explore and make sure that if there are any boundaries to be set, you set them. If there is a safe word to be said, you say it. And if you need aftercare, you go ahead and uh, discuss that. And and the, in this podcast, there were great examples of how to just do it verbally um, and then work your way up to more like physical measures and stuff like that. How to integrate toys, toys you could integrate, dildos, cock cages, plenty of stuff like that. So um, yeah, go tune into the CBT episode for sure. Yeah, head back to the CBT cock and ball torture for any of you who haven't listened. So many acronyms. I know. It's safer to use them, though, than to say it because uh, you never know if YouTube or if any of the video clips or audio clips will get me in trouble, which. Oh, have. trust me, I've been in Instagram jail so many times. <laughs> so frustrating. We're educating. We are educating. Um, all right. So go ahead and give my listeners the rundown of where they can find information from you on Good Vibes and Babeland. Yes. Uh, so Babeland, you can find us online, babeland.com. Uh, and we are also on social media at Babeland underscore toys. We've got four shops. Uh, so if you're in New York, we've got two in Brooklyn, one in Manhattan. We've also got one in Capitol Hill, Seattle, in Washington. Uh, good vibes. You can find us online, uh, goodvibes.com and on social media at Good Vibes Toys. Uh, so if you have any questions, any follow-ups, if you're looking to get some of these toys, so maybe a little uh, chastity cage, you know, check it out. We have all of that available online. Yes. And I have discount co codes that you can use to get a discount when you shop with them at Good Vibes. It is LR Talk 10 for 10% off. That's LR Talk 10 for 10% off at Good Vibes. And Babeland, it is LRT 10. That's LRT 10. So there you go. Now go forth and humiliate some small penises or average penises or large penises tonight with consent. To tiny dicks. To tiny dicks. Cheers. We'll see you in the locker Cheers. room. <laughs> <laughs> Ring loop. Bring sexy back in 2024 with hot lingerie, sensual body products, and adventurous sex toys from lovehoney.com, all at a 15% discount with code EXPLORES15. Embrace your inner bombshell with their gorgeous bra and panty sets, baby dolls, and corsets. Then explore your desires with their line of toys that range from vanilla is my flavor to tie me up and call me good girl daddy. And don't forget to treat yourself to a massage candle or essential body oil, all for 15% off with code EXPLORES15 when you shop lovehoney.com. That's right, 15% off on lingerie, sex toys, and more when you shop lovehoney.com and use code EXPLORES15 at checkout. Cheers.